This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Yeah, it's been a while. Been, Did you hear me there? I forgot my name. Yeah, I know, because it's been so long. Um, we've been a little, uh, a little late getting to the episode, work and sickness and, yeah. you know, paying bills and holidays and holidays whatever. and everything, but we're back 2018. I mean, we didn't forget. We didn't quit. <laughs> we're not quitters. We're losers. So we keep going. Yeah, exactly. If you're a loser, you really don't have anything to quit. You just Ex- keep, keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we're just going to chug along on to letter V. So this episode, uh, this is the letter V, and the apocalypse is vampires. Oh, sweet. Vampires. We finally get to do an interview with a vampire. I was really looking forward to this. Dude, one. yes. The because homoerotic undertones yes. between Cruz and Pitt. The androgynous mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. And, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Oh, no. fuck. Did you watch the wrong movie again? I watched again? the wrong movie again. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, but the movie example we chose was I Am Legend. The, I guess, vampire movie. The fourth reboot of it or something. Third. Something like that. Third movie. F- there's a book, so I guess four times. Yeah. It all comes from the book. So, yeah. At least third old. movie. Third movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's always weird to think of this as a vampire movie. Unless you go back and you go back to the Vincent Price one. Those were totally vampires in that one, but... Yeah, well, I'm but sure I mean, we, as you, we did Omega Man. That was the second installment, um, and you even said it for that vampires. I'm like vampires. Sure enough, they're fucking vampires. The original <clears throat> book, if it, it's not a very thick book, if you read the original book, um, by I think it's Richard Matheson, um, it is vampires, like your traditional garlic and crosses and wooden stake. Vampires. That's right. I have not read the book, but I do remember Vincent Price having like garlic on the door and mm-hmm. shit. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, they they slept during the day and they came out at night. Mm-hmm. And it was now it was um, a virus that was spread. It was a biological virus, just like the Omega Man and this. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. That made the vampires, but they were one hundred percent vampires. Now in the book, was it a? Uh... Well, I guess it wasn't military grade in this one. So, just because he was military, I kind of went there for a second, but it wasn't. So, anyway. I don't think they ever, it's been a while since I read it, I don't think they ever got into where it came from. Yeah. It was just, uh, he was, he was, um, I don't even think he was in the military in the book. I think he was just a botanist or biologist or something like that. Well, and I don't think that old Heston was military either was yeah he, he was remember because he's he? in that he's in a little helicopter that crashed and he didn't die oh, that's right that's right yeah 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 just getting old sucks 
I forget these movies. Like, yeah. But the good part is I can watch it again. It's like I've never seen it before. Well, it's a great movie. I've never seen it before. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I go to the synopsis. The movie starts with Nanny McPhee. <laughs> talking about how, <laughs> talking about how a cure for uh, for viruses, cancer, um, is causing. Well, you see, they go into how she's come up with this cure for cancer mm-hmm. and how it'll rewrite the endocrine system or some scientific bullshit, and it's gonna uh, cause uh, all these things. And then we find that that we find out, I think, shortly after that, that virus is actually causing the end of the world. Yeah. So, which was an interesting twist. She's having that interview, and the the uh, anchor lady says, "So you've cured cancer?" And with a small bit of hubris, she's like, "Yes, yes, we have." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. They cured cancer, and that was much more doom than cancer ever has been." That's kind of a kind of a little subtext there. Don't fuck around with biology too much. You think you're fixing shit, but sometimes things are just supposed to be the way they are. The, and here's the, if you notice. Um, whenever, and I'm, I'm not saying not to cure diseases and not try to fight them, but you've noticed that as they keep attacking like the flu and all these diseases and try to make antibiotics and antibodies to defend them, that the, the viruses adapt and like, oh, okay, that works. Well, we're just going to adapt. And it gets worse. And yes, it does. Yeah. So this, obviously this is a little different. It's bloodborne, you know, transferred, but it is, it is airborne as well, but Something that could go airborne like a flu that gets to the point where it just kills, like, and flu will kill, you know, infants and old people. Mm-hmm. It can. It can kill other people, too. But yeah. so you could potentially have a super flu that could kill off a large portion of the population. Right. They can kill perfectly healthy people like yeah. me. Well, not like me, necessarily. I'd of course have to not, be, I'd have to actually be, like, fit and healthy. But... If you were, it could potentially Ideally, kill Ideally, our age range would, yeah, are supposed to be... Good when it comes to flu, but uh, yeah, super flu would take out everybody. Kind of like with this, and it's I like that they did numbers and stuff towards the end of this movie about the population. I know, I know you wrote that down, but that's always interesting to me with the uh, immunity rates that we've brought up in other shows where uh, you know everything's going to have an immunity rate. So, and he actually touches on it in this, which is cool. Yeah, everyone's gonna. Not everyone, I'm sorry. Anytime you have something, you're probably going to have someone that's going to either be immune or there was a show called Survivors, I think. It was like a British TV show. It was like two seasons. I watched it on like Netflix or something. And uh, I only did two seasons and they didn't renew it. So you're left hanging. But there was like a super flu and some people were immune to it. And then the main character was a lady and she got it. But then she kicked it. Her body was able to fight it. So then they were once they found that out, they were the government that was left was interested in her because her blood was not a cure. Because so basically, I think you're and you're going to have people like that who are immune, and you're going to have people who get it. But for some reason, whatever their genetic makeup allows them to overcome mm-hmm. this. So I mean, but it's going to be so you're always going to have I would think some survivors. Just depends on the number, and then you're also going to have carriers. Yes, ones that actually are contagious. They carry the virus. They exhibit no symptoms. It does not affect them in that way, but they can carry it and they can pass it. Those are the wild cards when it comes to uh, pandemic uh, virus or you know 
super flu, whatever you want to call it, those are the wild cards. Yes. Because they look fine, but they, they are just passing it to everyone. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, after the Nanny McPhee interview, we go to, it shows three years later. Does it actually, I can't remember. It says three years later, mm-hmm. and then they welcome us to a post-apocalyptic scene of New York, mm-hmm. which I'm a fan of. I'm not going to lie. They did. Uh, they did really good. They're the uh, whatever you call it setting. I, I don't mood. Well, oh. the the actual like the look of it, the way they they did it, they made it. They just did a really good job in this movie. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, they did a good. Well, yeah. it was a high budget Hollywood film. Yeah, and then so then you see the post excuse me post apocalyptic scene, and then we have an overview. We see like a red a red and white Mustang driving through the streets. Um, we get introduced to the main character, uh, Samantha, aka Sam, the dog, um, <laughs> the German the Shepherd, main, definitely, the and best um, main uh, oh yeah, 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 that Will Smith, uh, <clears throat> Fresh Prince guy was with her too. Um, Fresh Prince was driving her around. Fresh mm-hmm. Prince is the chauffeur for Sam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sam's the main character for sure. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you. Um, so then the uh, the pack of deer. They see a pack of deer run past the car, and then Sam and the Fresh Prince give chase. Um, the Fresh Prince has an M4 rifle, well played, uh, and then deer, but then the deer get behind a roadblock. I, I was kind of wondering, like, why he just, like, crank off a couple shots here, and they're like, they're already running. Are you going to scare him some more? Yeah. He puts the rifle out the window. That's what I mean. He holds the rifle out the window, and he's about to take a shot. Oh, and then they run down that, that like, ramp thing that goes under the road. I think he could take a shot. Anyway. Um, he might so as then- well. You're not going to hit any. Straight bullets aren't going to hit anyone. Crank off a few. If you hit one, you hit one. And which we'll get into later, um, I don't think you're going to have a – you shouldn't be in a shortage of ammo. No. You shouldn't be. No. He's got, yeah, as much ammo as he can possibly – I mean, he scavenges all the time, so I'm sure he's got just a huge cache of ammo. I say cash. You say cash. I know. Um, so then Sam and the Fresh Prince get out on foot, and they stalk the deer. Um, then lions, the lions jump out and kill yeah. the deer. Um, they were, you know, it, it was a cool concept, the CG. Sure. They got out of the zoo. They're they're cruising the city, too. They need to eat. And the lioness made the kill and not the main lion, the male lion, which was accurate because lionesses do the hunting. So it's pretty cool. Uh, do you think... That some stroke opened, let them out. Like, at the, we're dying with the animal three. Because otherwise, how are they going to get out? I'm being how serious. How would they get out? Because the the zoo's designed for them not to get out. Right. Some Yeah, some zookeeper must have been like, all right, I'm going to get on a ferry, but before I do, I can't let the poor or, animals die. Or did one of the infected try to go after him? And the lion's like, dude, you're still dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may be some crazy, hyper-strength, super-metabolized vampire, but Allegedly. Uh, I'm still going to eat you. I'm still a 600-pound <laughs> killing machine. Yeah, yeah, you're... Because cats are killing machines. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're responsible for killing so many birds a year, like millions of birds. They are killing fucking machines. Cats, huh? You're talking about, like, actual cats. Like, no. cats. Like, house-type cats. Yeah. Yeah. So, and imagine that bigger. Oh. Fucking killing machines. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised you that they didn't touch on any other animals roaming the city, but I I guess that would have been... Like, wolves? 
anything. Go on a ship. Anyway. Um, so then they see the lions, a family. They decide to let the lions have the deer. Um, then we see the sun is getting low and our heroes retreat to the crib. Um, I see that uh, he, he, uh, the Fresh Prince is spraying some stuff behind them prevent tracking pneumonia uh, ammonia ammonia or something yeah, he like says that later eats ammonia pneumonia ammonia <laughs> um i guess he can be spraying pneumonia hey, like hey <laughs> choke on it motherfuckers he's a uh, bioengineering super scientist guy he probably has some pneumonia laying around i'm sure he does <laughs> um it shows the house that they're living in has generators uh they got canned food um they watch old tv shows on tv which you got to I'm what else are you supposed to do? I mean, he's probably I get this he's trying to create some type of normalcy. You know what I mean? Like the way things used to be mm-hmm. to keep himself from going crazy. So, I can see that. Um, it shows Sam taking a bath. They have running water. I they didn't address how he has running water. Generator. But it's got to come from right. not unless but where's it coming? Not unless he's got like a gravity fed system on the yeah, roof, but that's they ex- don't. That's exactly touch what I was thinking. But they don't touch on it, and we actually see the roof later, and they don't show it. But they only show a small portion of the roof. It could be. And I was thinking that's what you just said. I went, yeah, maybe because in uh, in the bigger cities back now they still have them, and I don't even know if they still need them for function. I learned this on a whatever damn TV show that. Uh, you know how you see those water towers on top of, like, buildings yeah. in the city? They'll have, like, a wood water tower on top yeah. of it. You know why they have those? No. The water pressure for the city, like the city water, can only push water up something like six or eight stories and hmm. have any pressure. So if a building, a residential, well, not even a residential building, any building, I guess, if a building is higher than that six or eight stories... And again, I'm not even sure if that still applies today. This might have been like back before technology got better with water pressure. But if it was above that certain height, they had to have one of those water tanks. And they would just, instead of trying to pump, you know, water up to all of the different outlets, faucets, whatever you want to call it, fixtures, it's they do have the pressure to pump it up one line into that water tower. And then the gravity of the water tower feeds the rest of the building. Okay, because you're only pumping it one hose, what hose, one pipe, one pipe to the yes. big tank instead of all these pipes to all the different apartments. So yeah, that's how they had to get over that. That makes sense. They have more than that, like say 200 gallons, 2,000 gallons per gas station. You stabilize all that gas, and you just hit gas station to gas station. There's your free storage for, you know what I mean? Your major mm-hmm. storage for years. Because who else right. is going to come take it? Exactly. Everyone's dead. And since we're talking about, like, the gas and the vehicles, his vehicle, he's got it outrigged. It's badass. It's set up. Oh, yeah, his SUV. Yeah, his SUV. He's got his top rack with his gas cans up there in case he's not near a station. Uh, Something to have in your your bug-out vehicle if you've made one, if you've created one. If anybody has, it's going to be somebody listening to this. Uh, That's a good idea to have one of those hand pumps in there. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much tubing you would need, how much hose you would need to get down into the underground tanks, or if there's a special, it seems like they have a special, do they have a special tool to pull that up, or is it just a hook just, type thing that pulls just, the cap off? Just enough that she feels it. 
<laughs> oh, wrong kind of hose. <laughs> wrong kind of special kind of tool, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, but that hand pump and some tubing to throw into your bug out rig is good to have because you got to think about this. There'll be no electricity. There'll be gas everywhere, but you can't pump it out of the ground unless you have something like that. I watched a TV show. I think it was called Apocalypse Man. It was one episode. It had this ex-Marine, uh, Rudy Reyes, and... I could tell they wanted to be a series, and he ran around doing all these apocalyptic, like well, how you survive apocalypse, and he got gas, got some diesel for a generator, and he used he stuck a hose down there and he used a bike pump, to, like as a syringe to pull it out, and then he put it in a can, huh? Like you, you know what I mean? Hold the then, yeah. But I don't know how long the tube wasn't terribly long, hmm. And the bike, the bike pump was kind of like the siphoning aspect mm-hmm. of it, so you don't have to. Kind of like a syringe, kind of a concept you could imagine. He somehow hooked it up. He didn't show that part, and then he dropped the, the tubing in hmm. that I remember. And then he just he get pulled up on the bike pump instead of pulling air up. It pulled yeah. the gas up, and then he pulled the hose out, put it over the can, and then pushed down to force the liquid into the can. Wow, that is a good one. So that's a never would have thought of that. That is a MacGyver, yeah. for those of you who know what MacGyver is, way. That was a new series, I forgot. And there's a MacGyver way of making an a huh. impromptu pump. It would take a long time to do it that way because you can only fill that cylinder, how, whatever that cylinder is for the bike pump. But, hey, it's something. If you, if you don't have a, a legit pump like you're talking, right. it's better than nothing. Uh, da, 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 da. And then he, uh, it shows um, the Fresh Prince's. Uh, transmits a radio frequency uh, on an AM, like every every day. He says, I'll be here at noon, you know, at the dock. If you're alive, come meet me. Find some way to transmit on an AM radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Sam sees a deer, and the Fresh Prince follows Sam after the deer. Um, they follow the deer into a dark building. Fresh Prince has a flash on his rifle. Yeah. Good call. Right. Sam follows the deer into the building. True. And something I want to talk, touch on with the deer. They, they, like, they act like them getting a deer is the most important fucking thing in their lives. Every time they, it seems like they go out hunting for deer, looking for deer, and whenever they see one, they drop everything to get it. So far as Sam chasing the one in there. I don't know if it's just a matter of Sam wants fresh meat or what the deal is, but this scene that you're about to describe, high, high risk for fucking deer. You know, you bring up a good point. I'm looking back on it, and the deer was looking at the Fresh Prince with some extra fear in its eyes. And I think, I, I think he's not trying to capture it to kill it. Oh, <laughs> wants to fuck it. Yeah, Fresh Prince is getting lonely, and Sam. It's been lonely. He's just, he can't. Yeah, no, it's can't his do buddy. That with Sam. Can't, no, yeah, no, no, not so Sam. He needs something else. Yeah, he's probably thinking. I really wish there were some goats running around the city, but a deer it's will have a, to do. A deer will have to do. <laughs> but um, and then uh, it shows he has a flash on his rifle, which kudos. Yeah, for sure. And later on, he has a pistol. Why you don't have a light on your pistol? I mean, yeah. especially. Your, your foe only comes out or resides in dark places. We, mm-hmm. We'll find that out. You probably know it if you've seen the movie. So, you know what I mean? Every weapon you have should light, be light, 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 light. Yeah, light, light, light. And again, I have to give credit to Omega Man. He had the flashlight on his belt. I mean, granted, I think he used it. He attached it to his rifle. Yeah. It Remember was how a, giant the, but But he had a yeah, light. It was, it was like the first uh, 
weapon attached light in history. Just but even if it, you have those little click flashlights in your pocket, everywhere you're going is you're if you know one is none, two is one. I mm-hmm. mean, you want flashlight, flashlight, flashlight. So anyway, um, we hear screams. They're not human, and then the fresh prince now aka the fresh pussy <laughs> oh yeah he thinks of up. abandoning sam right oh, i love you dog not really but i'm out <laughs> i'm out uh, but he manages to grow a pair and he goes and looks for sam we finally get to see a pack of vampires or the infected whatever you call them and they're inside a bank vault mm-hmm. so i guess they you know they doing like a, doing a circle jerk <laughs> that didn't kind of so look like they were totally why they were standing like around it. in a circle just breathing heavy <laughs> um and then we find sam hiding under a desk and then a we see a vampire caught the deer and is eating it um the fresh prince shouts and oh sorry and then the the vampire sees the fresh prince turns and charges him he shoots it and kills it which shows that you can shoot and kill these things yep they're not extra special in that way right susceptible to penetrating yes. wounds yep then they, then they get <laughs> chased by he gets chased by a bunch of vamps and jumps out a window one vamp follows and the sunlight kills it so yep. it shows that sunlight is a weakness yeah well that that one was on his back yes and luckily because he spins around and lands on it instead breaks his fall and then yeah cooks it uh back to his flashlight real quick pretty good tactics that he was where he now his flashlight looked like a click on click off type thing and not a pressure pad <clears throat> but he would put his hand over the front of it when he didn't want to broadcast his light all the time right and open his hand and do that that's not most lights now you have a pressure pad so you can do it that way but even if you have a pressure pad and you flip your light on constant it's all, it's still nice to be able to filter a little bit of light where you're just showing a little light, but not all of it through your fingertips. So that's that's actually a pretty cool tactic to put your hand. He over did the do end some, of the light. some light discipline. Yeah, light so. discipline. Yep. Um, so then the fresh prince decides to set a trap near the building. He uses his blood because he says here I can't get the infection uh, to, to Sam because yeah, he cares. Uh, the trap gets one. He grabs one and pulls it up because he's got a rig with like a pulley system. And pulls it out of the, the building in a in a tarp, and then we see which turns out to be the head vampire, yeah, A.K.A. the Vespire because he had a vest on. <laughs> he was rocking the vest, so he's the Vespire. <laughs> vest assist. And he sticks his head out and screams at the Fresh Prince, which you know, come to find out, we know why. It's, I would scream too. Um, we do find out why. Is that his girlfriend? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I think, so too. You t- he took his pussy. I mean... That's that's exactly what I gathered or, when he yeah. came out and was all pissed off. And he actually stands out in the sun for a second. It's burning, burning his face, face he's but he's so pissed off yeah. that he's he's not backing off. It shows us a type of community and intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, it does show that. That he's that they're starting to actually grow their intelligence and become more aware. And Well, they probably already had it. I think he's... I think Neville is underestimating them this whole time. I don't think they're growing their intelligence. I think he just doesn't realize that how intelligent they actually are. Because all of his contact is very adversarial with them. Well, I will say this, and I get into it. We get into it, but um, it, it does appear through the. We'll say there's three acts of the movie. It does appear during the first two acts that they're attempting to build um, or, or make a case that there's some intelligence mm-hmm. in the vampires. 
than to be completely flushed down the toilet for the third act. Especially the final scene. Yes, yes, yes. But I would agree that based off this scene and some scenes in the future, that it does very closely appear that they are intelligent. Yeah, that's true. They they do kind of uh, ruin all of that. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we have uh, we show the captured vampires increased go to some things. She has she, it's a she again his pussy has increased body temperature and a heartbeat. Um, he gives her a trial antidote. She dies and he brings her back. Um, then we get another flashback and the Prince family uh, out on foot heading to the evac point. It shows the I think appropriate mass chaos of people trying to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. I mean you got to think. We've covered millions and millions of people on yeah. the island trying to get out. They want to escape. Um, and then they're checking people for signs of infections. And uh, Fresh Prince is trying to get his family to the Choppa. <laughs> Go, Ron. Get to the Choppa. And then we sh- flash to the next day. Um, we show uh, the Fresh Prince and Sam. They're driving around. Um, they start off their fishing in. Uh, I guess was it the museum or something? Oh, it was that's indoors. Right, that's right. Now here in this scene, did you? What did you see? Did you see a bunch of dead fish floating, or was it just a ton of fish swimming around? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. I was looking at it going, are they all floating on the surface dead, or is there just so many of them that they're all you know they're just packed together like that right by the surface, and they don't show them catch anything, do they? They don't show them catch, catch anything. They show them fishing. I wonder if he's just doing it for peace of mind kind of thing, and they're all dead. But I, at that point, they wouldn't be like full-bodied dead fish. It'd be nasty, rotten. I don't know. Not unless they were vampire fish. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> vampire fish. I never even thought of that. Can you imagine the next level that that could go to? Fucking vampire sharks. Oh. That's scary as shit. That's a, that's a new sci-fi movie. It is. Not Sharknado. Uh, vampire sh- sharks. Yeah. Yeah, interview with the shark. <laughs> but I, I, I bring up the fact of fishing because the main point is, if you noticed, I did notice this. When he's sitting there fishing with Sam sitting next to him, did you see what he's got on his right hip? He's got a pistol on. I'm sure it was not a 1911 if that's where you're going. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that he has a pistol <laughs> okay. in a holster yeah. on his hip. Yeah. Good call. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. Carry so, a sidearm. Pre- prepared, not just out in the wind. Didn't it, is his rifle laying around anywhere? I don't recall. I don't recall. Maybe laying next to him. I, I don't think show, but I, yeah. I will assume it's laying next to him. But as we even touched on in the last one with Omega Man with uh, with the the Heston, Heston. Yep, yep. he yeah walked around with a gun on his hip and a holster at all times. So right. Yeah, he never used it though, did he? The Heston, did he ever use his pistol? I don't think they had a flashlight that he could tape to it. So no. That would have been even cooler if you'd taken that big old flashlight, Giant flashlight and mounted it to pistol. his 1911. <laughs> no, I don't recall him using it in Omega Man. But he had it. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, then, they, then they, after they're fishing, they're driving around, and uh, they see a mannequin from the video store moved into the street. Why was the mannequin moved into the street? Seems pretty yeah, intentional, a.k.a. intelligent. Very intentional and intelligent, and... Did you see what I saw when he first sees the mannequin? Isn't it? Is it Hank? Um, it could be Fred. It's Fred. Is it Fred? Yeah. What are you doing here, Fred? Yeah, I remember he was screaming at because I, I put that he confronts him, 
He's yelling, what are you doing here? I thought you weren't real. You real? You've been hiding? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of loose. freaking out. Which, uh, if he if he is totally of the mindset that the vampires are just, just mindless animals, then yes, it would be a little... Because he wouldn't even consider the fact that they put it there, and he would... Yeah, he's already kind of losing his mind. But here's where it all proves that he's losing his mind. And I should have rewound it and watched it about 10 more times, but I'm pretty damn sure what I saw. They show the mannequin as he's driving by and he first sees it. They show it turn its head and look as he's driving past. The mannequin turns its head almost like it like it's comes to life him. for a second. Yeah, it goes from its just frozen position. It still totally looks mannequin-like and everything. And you have to watch close because they do it with the motion of the picture as well because he's moving in the truck. But they make it very subtle, so you have to look. That mannequin turns its head as he's turning, and he's like, that's what he, you know, on top of just seeing it. But I think that shows his mental state with all of that. I mean, that freaks him out so bad that he even sees motion in the man. Like, he even sees the thing come to life. Well, I mean, you got to think. He has seen no human beings because he's not considering the vampires human beings anymore, right. which fair enough. Sure. I mean, he's trying to cure them, but they're not human. They're like animals to him. Yes. Yeah. Because I think it was earlier in the movie where he does the video recording or the audio recording, whichever he's doing. He says there's no intelligent life or the loss of complete loss of intelligence, complete mm-hmm. loss of whatever. That's right. That's right. All. Yeah. All anything like human intelligence has completely whatever so he views them as basically animals and he's trying to save them and bring them back to people which is fine but he so he's got no interaction with anything he considers human zero so he's just like fuck you know i'm, I'm by myself and he's going crazy all he's got is his dog and so he's talking to these mannequins which we see because it's as close to human it's a humanoid it looks like a human mm-hmm. and so i think yeah, yeah i agree he's turning his he sees hank turn his head mm-hmm. like what how do you get out here he's fucking moving he's alive yep so and then like you, you said he yells at him on stuff then he shoots him yeah with the rifle i think he empties his mag he does which okay not 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 just into hank but then after hank oh yeah he shoots around then him. he then he and that's what i'm watching for him i'm like when is he gonna realize that this is possibly probably a trap and he does he like you see it click in his mind like oh shit so then he starts looking up at the windows and firing into the windows. But then, yeah, and then he runs his mag dry. And then uh, there's a, it's a trap, obviously, set for the Fresh Prince. And then he gets his foot caught in a wire. And then he gets pulled up. Mm-hmm. And he hits his head on the ground. And he gets knocked out. Pretty clever. But super slow reaction from this highly prepared military professional blah, blah, blah. He sets these traps. That's how they learn, by the way. So how does he not hear a click and just stand there and go, and look over at the car. Well, mm-hmm. now you got a thing. It's like five seconds before he gets caught in the in the uh, snare. I agree, but you got, <laughs> but you got to think he's he's it's a it's a rough apocalyptic environment. Obviously, because we're talking about it, it's not like he's been running every day and doing pull ups and keeping <laughs> sharp. Oh wait, he has. Yeah, and us having to watch him do pull ups. Oh no, no, we had to watch that too. No rom, no, no full rom. Um, just uh, you know. He's cheating. So then he he, gets, he hits his head. He gets pulled up in the air. And then he wakes up as it's coming to sunset because his his watch is beeping. So his get home alarm. Um, he uses his knife to cut the rope, which looked like a steel cable. It did look like a steel but cable, but whatever. Maybe it wasn't. But he uses his knife um, to cut the rope. He falls to the ground. 
and the knife blade gets stuck in his leg. Which that was kind of realistic. That could have happened because yeah. you're up there cutting. You're not thinking, and then you fall, you fall and if you fall just right, your yep. hand comes down to maybe catch yourself or something with a knife it in your hand. Bounced it right into his. It leg. went in and broke off because it was a folder. Yeah. So that could happen. Yeah, that was good. I like that. What I didn't like is he's supposed to be so physically fit, and he's having such a hard time just doing what's essentially a sit up to cut the line. Yeah. I mean, I guess because he's been hanging upside down for so long. Maybe. Like, if it were me, yeah, you would see me struggling that way. Matter of fact, I'd probably just hang there and die. But. <laughs> you should look for the, like, where are you guys at? Can you finish me off already? Uh, yeah, well, that's not happening, so I guess I'll just use this knife on myself. <laughs> but him, being in, like, peak physical fitness, he shouldn't have been able to just whoop, pull himself right up, cut that line, and, hell, do a fucking a half twist down to the ground. Land, land on, on his, his feet. feet. Yeah. Or superhero land. I mean, why be that that fit and and, and uh, agile if you can't pull off what seems to be relatively simple? I just know that when I was younger and fit, you know, I've used those boot things before where you hang upside down and do sit. It's not that hard if you're fit to do one of those hanging sit up things. I, it was a long time ago. I was going to say, like <laughs> it was a long time you, ago. You were fit. <laughs> Um, no, I'm We're talking kidding. 30 years. Come on. <laughs> but I guess my thing is um, he's got the knife stuck in his leg, which sucks. <clears throat> I'm not going to say it doesn't, but no. he should have been able to get up and hobble on one foot. Thank you. I mean, you've got report, and I guess maybe he's not one, but you got reports of guys in combat taking multiple rounds, um, you know, killing the bad guys. I can think of one example, and then he fucking walks himself to the helicopter himself. You know yes. what I mean? So, so. I thought it was a little ridiculous. If he, he would have been like, if he would have been yelling in agony and use turned over and like tripoded it, uses his hands and his good foot and got up on one foot and hobbled, and if he would have just hopped on one mm-hmm. foot all the way there, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. It's in the, it's in your quad. Yeah. Okay, you can't really put pressure on that leg. Just keep fair your enough. Leg, fair enough. And hop and hop, but he does his little ass scoot, which is not a bad move if you're, if both your legs were. That's the thing, though. Did you? He was acting like he was. He was making motions as if both of his legs were disabled. Yeah. Like he started dragging both of his legs and not even using his good leg. He right. Was dragging them both behind him, very slowly, with impending danger. He could have pushed with that leg and nothing else. Something. And if him knowing what's coming, if he doesn't have the, you know, you're not going to get the adrenaline dump and the oh shit factor. Like it doesn't fucking matter how bad it hurts. It's time to get up and get to the truck that's only 37 feet away. Well, because, says after he starts scooting, the Vespire and three vamp dogs, they show up. I had to think about that one. (laughs) They show up, um, and they go to attack the Fresh Prince and Sam. And the thing is, is the sun is fading, and the sun is almost like a barrier because the dogs are hanging that was a very cool cinematic. It was a very cool yeah. cinematic because they know yeah. they, they're, they're avoiding the light. They're mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, waiting for it to go, and then they, they charge. Um, so then they attack. The Fresh Prince just gets to his car, and like in the door pocket, he grabs his pistol. He scoots all the way back to the car, opens the door, or the door's already open or something, gets in the car and grabs his pistol. That used to be on his hip. That moments ago, or earlier that day at or, least, yeah. okay. he earlier had it day. on his hip. <clears throat> Why did he take it off? 
So what, he feels so safe that once he gets in his car, he just takes the pistol and the holster. It's so uncomfy off. that he's got to take it off when he gets in the car. Yeah. Say, tell that to a cop. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, do they, they don't get in their cars and put their gun in the door pocket while they're driving around. Maybe they do. Maybe I don't they know. Do. Maybe yeah. they do. Maybe. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But, I mean, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, I've never seen any evidence of that, any cop shows or anything else where they're getting out of the car. Oh, yeah, grab my pistol and my, where's my handcuffs? Oh, let me put all this stuff back in my belt. Doesn't seem like a thing. Seems like For expediency, he, it makes zero sense. So, right. again, why he's not, a.k.a. Charlton Heston, the Heston, driving around all day with that pistol. Even if it's just a pistol on his hip. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, and then... Still super disappointed that he didn't just get his pussy ass up and get to the fucking truck. And get Sam in the truck. Why did the main character not get back in the truck is what I'm upset about. Because they're they're throwing you... A, it's, it's the same as Westworld. You're thinking Sam's the main character. Sam's going to make it to the end. And then they flip the script. And holy shit, this Fresh Prince guy. Oh. This ex-rapper. He's the hero. Yeah, this completely... Unknown idiot uh, actor that I've never seen before with a terrible mustache. Oh, wait. No, never mind. We're talking about Fresh Prince. <laughs> Fair enough. But, and, and again, his rifle, if he would have been able to reload the thing. Carrying a light tactical vest with magazines you know in it even this even if he would have had like on the stock you can add a pouch that holds one magazine you can get that magpul makes it where right next to the mag you're carrying yeah is the second one so when you eject the one you can grab the new one put it in or hell even like charlton heston did in the omega man he could have taken a clamp tape and mm-hmm. taking a spare mag and hung it upside down, simple duct tape, and That's duct taped right. it. We even made a comment on that. And he could have popped it, turned it, and stuck it back in. There's yeah. an extra 30 rounds right there. Yeah. But that's a problem with, you know, yeah, anyway. So then, and then the dogs attack. Uh, Fresh Prince shoots them all, and Sam gets bitten. Yeah. I literally had to, I'm, and I'm not, this isn't, this is not hyperbole. I'm dead serious. I had to fast forward to this part. I, was, I had already seen it. I knew what happened. Yeah. I already knew the scene. I had to fast forward. I saw after he got bit and everything. And I mean, you you're, go ahead and describe the scene. But I'm just saying, I had to fast forward until that part was over. I'm like, I can't watch that. I watch people die all day long. <laughs> but not that. So yeah, he goes home, and the Fresh Prince gives Sam the trial antidote. Um, then you notice his clumps of hair start to come off. Uh, Sam's eyes and teeth start changing. She so can see him changing already. And then the Sam kind of like, kind of takes a, a aggressive bite towards him. So then he kind of holds him tight and chokes him to death. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the movie closed. That yeah. was the end. Because that was the main character. And dude. it was sad. I mean, but that's how it is. We don't know what happens to this prince guy. What happens? <laughs> no, but um, I hear a lot of people say that that ruined the movie for him. Like at that mood with the dog getting. It didn't ruin the movie for me. I just didn't want to watch it a third, fourth time, however many times it's the movie. I was just like, yeah, I've seen this enough. I'm fast-forwarding through it. That's fair enough. And whatever movies need poignancy, that's fine. But I just didn't want to see his shepherd die because he's a fucking idiot. Or a pussy and an idiot. Because if he wasn't a pussy and he would have got up and got back to the truck, they would have been safely inside. 
You know what? He could have been a pussy. He could have been the same guy that he is in the the entire movie if he would have made one change and yep. not taken that pistol off his belt. And yep. I know they probably did it for writing for the story because then something happens to the dog. And as we'll see here in a few minutes, you know, he fucking loses his shit and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, true, true. So it was kind of a plot point. But you can't think of a, a better way. Yeah. Plus, I mean, he loves this dog so much that he's willing to leave the dog in the building earlier in the movie with all the vampires. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sam. I got to go. Sam, I got to go. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You really care for that dog. Yeah. No. You know, that's like we're, we're walking and you're like, ah, shit. Oh, man. A zombie apocalypse will say, ah, man. You sit down. You're like, I got a rock in my shoe. I got to. Oh, shit. got to go, man. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> but what? What? I see zombies. But they're like a mile over the hill. Listen, man. I every man for himself. It. I got to go. <laughs> but all I got to do is get a rock out of my shoe. <laughs> Listen. I love you. It's been real. I got to go. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then uh, we go to nighttime. Uh, where am I? Oh, anyway, um, so yeah, then it's nighttime, and it shows the Fresh Prince uh, sets a trap. Um, he, because remember he was broadcasting, yeah, so from that desk. So he, he sets a mannequin up in the desk, mm-hmm. so that the vampires think he's sitting out there. Which I, th- this is my contention of the movie: they, the vampires flop between intelligent and not intelligent. Like, why is this? Like, seriously, the vampires are intelligent. Set a trap. They see him. Why is he sitting out at his desk in the middle of the night? He's never done this before. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Let's charge blindly at him. But anyway, so he sets up the trap, um, and the pack of vampires charge and try to attack, shocking the Fresh Prince. You know what it is? This is a movie of traps. That's what (laughs) it is. It kind of is. That's a good point. Fresh Prince gets a set of trap. Vampires get a set of trap. Fresh Prince gets a trap. Vampires get a trap. They just trade traps. That's That's what they should have called it. Trapping. Trade trap. Trade trade trap. Trap trap. But uh, but the Fresh Prince is in his car. It's a trap. And uh, he floors it and kills a bunch of them. Um, The Vestapire is obviously in charge. They show him as the leader. Mm -hmm. But they're not intelligent, allegedly. Yeah. his car gets rolled over because they like shoulder check the car. Yeah, they just they there and there's more you know signs of intelligence right there. They make a coordinated uh, attack on it where they run and hit it one after another in quick sequence, you know, like maybe a half of a second apart, like boom, 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 just to 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 maintain that inertia to keep it rolling until it actually goes all the way over. I I love movies. And comic book movies and sci-fi, and I get the human body. Like we could look it up now if we cared, but then and there's you know like something thousand something pounds is the world deadlifting record. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Fuck. It's it's obviously it's obviously much. one rep max, but you know yeah, one rep still. bending down, grabbing a bar, and yeah. a deadlift and lifting a thousand pounds. So the human body. And I think the de- the the bench pressing limit is around seven and change, seven hundred something pounds. Yeah. So okay. So the body can be adapted to be fucking massively impressive. Mm-hmm. And grand, those are guys bigger than those, these vampires, but the body is capable of adapting. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it to these guys that they can potentially become super strong because 
this virus changes the body and whatever. But when they're their metabolism, when they're slamming into the side of a car, I'm sure we've all run into a wall or a door. (laughs) It doesn't move. It doesn't move. (laughs) And even I guess my, my problem isn't the fact that they're not strong now and that they can't, as a mass, ram into a vehicle to cause it to flip. But the problem is they do it like it's no. No business. Like, ah, it doesn't hurt my shoulder. Or, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're, not, they're not made of fucking steel. No, but... A, they're a, still flush bags is what I'm saying. True. But also, I think that part of their... I don't know what you want to call it. Extra human capabilities is the their lack of pain receptors. Which we've talked about that before. If uh, pain is what limits most humans on on doing certain things like you start to lift something and your muscles are like i'm going to tear and you go out pain and then you stop or running into a vehicle at full speed and you hit it and it shatters your shoulder like ow damn i'm gonna stop because your pain receptors are what tell you don't do that anymore because you're damaging yourself but if they don't have the same level of pain receptors they just whatever they just do it which is could be part of what their strength is it doesn't hurt them to hang from a ceiling and rip two by fours out of the. We haven't got anyway. that. Yeah, we haven't got that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew you were going to love that one. <laughs> so then the Vespire attacks. Uh, the Fresh Prince sees the light because remember he's attacking. Mm-hmm. He's grabbing him, the curve to grab him, and then all of a sudden the light come on. And uh, he dies. Like super intense lights. And then, yeah. Uh, UV and... No, no, just the, the light. He sees the light. Like heaven. He dies and it's the end. Oh, again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie ends a lot. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Nope. Um, it's a woman and a kid. Yeah. That's what the light is. It's a woman and a kid. And uh, they rush to the Fresh Prince and take him home. I he, They ask him where he lives and he tells him, which I found funny because she's like, where do you live? And he's like, say, fourth and... You know, Avocado Street or whatever. And uh, she's like, okay. I'm like, she just rolled into the city. She just rolled into the city. Yeah, she's from Boston. That's like me rolling into any major city and, you know, hey, hey, buddy, where you live? Uh, 4th and uh, 5th Avenue? Yeah, 4th and Greenwich. How the fuck do I get there? Yeah, yep. I got it. Got it. Yeah, just. No GPS. No. Drive a taxi here. What the fuck? (laughs) That's what I mean. You could drive, and I'm, I'm pretty sound navigationally. You could drive me in the middle of New York City right now and tell me to get somewhere. I'd go, I fuck no idea. There's sound navigation no and then idea. having a base understanding of right. the street layout. Exactly. And then if they're numbered, go up or down. If they're names, if they're whatever. There's a lot of factors going on there. Yeah. Did she just like find 4th Street and, and just follow it? Drive it forever. And certain roads, we all know, will stop and then pick back up later yeah. because... A right. natural feature. In this case, it could be a river. Especially in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He did have one possibility is he did have all the maps stuffed in the door that he was using to, to mark off where he had been. Maybe she was smart enough to pull the map out. Of the, the rolled over SUV? Of the rolled over SUV. Yeah. It's possible. Oh, that's right. They were in her vehicle. Her vehicle. Because his got rolled over. Because his is all fucked up. Yeah, I, t- I totally... And think about it. So what the hell? You've got these maps because you're knocking off, Mm -hmm. checked here, checked here, all this stuff. Would you then have a map that 
check your check your killing vampires like a map it says vamp killing map and you're checking about <laughs> then then if you flip it over a circle me live here so that if you know the vamps are intelligent enough to find it like this yeah. is a motherfucker's man been killing oh. us i wish i knew where to find him i wonder where this me lives here is oh well <laughs> but anyway somehow she gets him home um then we go to a flashback again this shows his family on the helicopter it goes to take off uh, missiles start blowing up the bridge to prevent uh, people escape from New York. Yeah, which was another cool scene. It was a cool scene. I think that if if this was if the disease was as strong as they thought it was, that they I could see them potentially. I don't know if they were blown up the bridge. They would have barricaded it and shot anybody who tried to get across it. Yeah, blowing it up is a bit extreme. Yeah. I don't really know if they're going to get this under... Could you imagine control. blowing up the bridge, and then Neville goes to work, and a week later he's like, I got it, and they're like, well, we feel kind of silly. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. That bridge I could see him putting tanks on there and shooting anybody who gets past yeah, a because all point. they're trying to do is keep people and yeah. cars from coming across, so, I mean, it's not Godzilla. By blowing up the... Bl- <laughs> 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 By blowing up the bridge, it's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, that's going to stop us from trying to swim across. They can swim across if the bridge is there or not. Yeah. You know? That's just my opinion. It looked cool. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was But it caused cinematic. the man... It caused, you know, the mass chaos and the panic, and people like, fuck, you're blowing up the bridge. Right. Um... And then it shows another helicopter where people are jumping on the skids and trying to lose it. It had just taken off. And yeah. People are jumping wherever they can, hang on. Nobody tried to grab the rotor, lazy. And then uh, that helicopter loses control and then it crashes into the the Prince family helicopter and they die. So that shows why he has literally nothing left. Yes. Because. You think up until this point in the movie, oh, okay, he stays in the city. They get on a helicopter and are able to escape and go to some military safe compound. Nope. Didn't even make it out of the city. I will say this. <coughs> Excuse me. This is weak sauce because the original book, which I keep referencing, mm-hmm. you want to take a man down a, a terrible path. The original Robert Neville, who had to deal with legit vampires like the garlic and cross, like we already covered. He had a wife and a daughter, too. You know what happened to them? Mm-mm. They turned into vampires. He had to kill them. Oh. Himself. Yeah, that's rough. Talk about, you You, you just watch your family blow up. That's that's terrible. I'm but, not going to sit there and say it's not. Right, but you didn't have to see them. Yes. The you didn't have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we already determined this Neville's a pussy. True. Yep. He would be a vampire right now. Well, no, he wouldn't be because he was uh, immune. Yeah, he's he's just lucky enough to be immune. Would he just be like a drinking bag then, like a like a juice bag? They just you know Capri yes. Sun, <laughs> and then he's done. <laughs> That's funny. He's leaving in the corner. Let him let him regenerate his blood and then s- suck him dry again. Yep. And then uh, so the Fresh Prince wakes up in his house. Um, he shows he has guns stashed around the house. Which fuck yeah, yeah. Why right. not? Yeah. Uh, but if you have kids, don't do that. But he does. No, no, no. So he's good. This is like vampire apocalypse stuff. Yeah. Don't, well, don't, there's no kids running around. Don't still. leave a gun in a coffee table drawer in your living room if you have kids. Yeah. Side note: Have you seen? <laughs> I don't know who makes it. But I saw a YouTube video, and I'm not smart enough to pay attention to who made it because I didn't care enough. Because, but it's a coffee table. You put it in the middle of your room, and it's either like hit it or kick it, or there's like a spot you push a button, and underneath is like a tray. 
and it like drops and slides down at like a 45 degree angle towards you and it's got like a f- I don't want to say felt but it's like lined you can put like a shotgun or a rifle or a pistol it's like the whole let's like like this table that we on yeah. imagine it's a coffee table for most of the underneath holy shit yeah you like hit it and then it sl- slides down so like, like a large you, tray you yeah you put a long gun in there holy shit no i've not seen that it's pretty fucking cool i've seen the ones where it's like a nightstand and the back section of the nightstand how does it work you like put your hand in no the top of it so you like hit a switch and instead of like the drawer pulling out the whole top will slide forward and the back section of it is exposed then like just imagine the, the mm-hmm. table the counter whatever the top part of it slides forward and just like the back maybe i don't know six inches of it is like an open compartment and you can put a gun and stuff in there that way it's looks like a regular nightstand for kids they don't even know any better they don't know to hit this hidden switch and slide it open that was cool but fuck was it expensive Mm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I could probably make that. It was, it well, I've seen some that, have to work, like the but. side of the nightstand that looks like your, is your nightstand. It's it's a, uh, it's wood, but I'm sure you could tell. But it's like a it's it's a panel, and there's hinges on the inside, and you just push your hand uh, into it, and I think there's a magnet on the back that holds the door. that holds it up when you get in there, and your pistol is laying in there, so you just kind of stick your hand in, and it gets locked up, you pull out your pistol. Now that I like. And do some work. I like the simplicity of that. That would be more my thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't want anything too complicated. Right. Where that I'm fumble-fucking around That's trying good. to get my gun. Nice and simple. The bad guys are standing there staring at you like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Just give me five seconds. Let me find this switch. Goddamn coffee table. I'm tired. Let me find the switch. But anyway, and then uh, Alice Braga mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is cooking breakfast. And then, you know, Fresh Prince realizes the bitch did it wrong. And he throws <laughs> it against the wall. You know, if she would cook right. Not like him. That's not how he likes his powdered eggs. That's not like, yes. And his bacon, his turkey. Did you say turkey bacon? I don't know. Whatever. That's not real bacon, by the way. So then she pulls a gun on him, and they're all freaked out because he threw the eggs, and he charges off, and then he calms down. The only thing would have been better is he woke up in like some type of like white tank top. Like a wife beater. <laughs> some mustard stains some on mustard it. Shit stain, right in. Like a beer stain or something. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so then he comes downstairs and the, the little kid, oh, there's a kid there. I think I covered that. I don't know who he was. He didn't really do much. Nah, he's clearly not her child. Well, what makes you say that? Because she's has some. Two-toned. She's yeah, got no. She's, some, she's what is, I think she's Hispanic. Yeah, she's of Hispanic. Yeah, and I, that, that, that boy was white, white. Which maybe she you know likes to white. He was Dick. white, white. Fair enough. So, um, and then the kids watching Shrek, and then the Fresh Prince starts quoting Shrek to try to break the ice, but he just looks like a fucking weirdo. No, wins over Alice and the kid because he can he can quote Eddie Murphy from Shrek. Where he quotes Shrek too? I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, I don't know which one of those. But I was thinking this is incredibly awkward. Yeah, very. It's more awkward than I remember as awkward it being. Yep, it was awkward. I'm like, yeah, that's that's. It's an odd scene. And then um, they start discussing. Um, Alice says there's a community that they're trying to get to where it's safe and it's protected. And he says he's trying to make a cure. And basically, then they get into the stats. 
I wrote down the stats. Oh, good. <clears throat> they said, well, we, we, we've been saying about 6 million people in the world. In the world? 6 billion people in the world? 7 uh, billion? I think it was right at just under 7 billion when I last looked it up, wasn't it? Or was it 8 billion? I don't know. Well, this is ba- this ahead. is back in two thousand and whatever this was eight. Was this in back in eight something like that? This movie. Oh, anyway, yeah, um, I think we already said. Least, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, at the time he says there's that the disease is five point four billion dead. Uh, okay. t- Twelve million healthy. So that's the initial disease, just killed five point four billion. And twelve million. And twelve million were healthy. Were okay. Of those 12 million, 5.88 million turned into vamps. So you got 5.4 million just dropped dead. 12 million. So in this, that's, that's 6.8 or 6.6 billion in the world. So this was a couple of years ago. So that could be accurate. Yeah. It was it's 7.6 billion as of 2017. Okay. So back up, yeah. Back that's up, that's a billion. Right. You could, yeah, right. give or take. So 5.4 billion die. 12 million are left in the world. Okay. They didn't die from the disease, is what he's saying. All right. Of those 12 million, he says 5.88 million turn into vamps. So let's just round up to six. So half really, are healthy so, survivors and half are vampire survivors. So the 12 million are the ones who are either completely immune or the virus evolves them into a vampire. But everyone else just flat out Just dies. drops dead. Mm. Okay. Which would explain why you remember earlier when he was going house to house and he was checking um, for supplies and he was in that one place and he looked mm-hmm. in the bedroom and there was like a, a biohazard tent of yeah. plastic. Yeah. And you could tell that there were bodies in there. Yeah. They didn't, they weren't shot. They weren't whatever. They just died. Mm-hmm. So I guess this doesn't just turn people to vampires. It, it kills people too. Kills most of them. Kills mostly it just kills them, and then so your your vampire population really is very small. I mean, it's equal to people who are totally immune. Yeah. So now you have a really a one for one battlefield when it comes to time to either fight them or try to cure them or whatever the case is. Yeah. Hmm. So, All right. So about six million vampires now. They're eventually going to die off because of food, but anyway, six yeah. point so. <clears throat> So then, oh, and you know, I, this was funny because earlier in the movie, when they, I think when he was about to pass out, he was saying something about he told Alice to drive around till sunlight, yeah, because he didn't want the vampires to track him. Right. Then he wakes up and he goes through all the shit, and not once does he think, "Hey," to ask the most important question, like the most important, not the "Hey, this this is wrong," or "Hey, this who cares about this?" Or, "Hey, I want to hey, take you upstairs." I want to take you upstairs and. Dick you down. Nothing, yeah. None of that. Okay. The second most in question besides I want to take you upstairs and dick you down because yeah, she's pretty fucking hot yeah. um, is, hey, did you drive around to sunlight? Like I said? Or like I asked you, her, yeah. could you not? And then she would have been like, I thought no, so. we came straight here. We came straight here. You were about to, you were dying. I didn't want you to die. And then like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Start making preparations to. Hey, let's grab some stuff and leave. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Or at least, shit, I don't even know because, well, we see that. There was no point of regress, really. Well, I'm saying this. Here's what I'm going to say. And I doubt he did it. But this is his main compound. That's great. You don't... In this world, up until now, and that doesn't matter that you found Alice and the kid. Excuse me. How many people have we seen? 
So you're not worried about looters or other people taking your stuff. Right, right. Even if you were, you very basic. You need to find another compound, another base, another house, mm-hmm. fortify that with supplies, food, generator, guns, ammo. You can lock it down, make it like a backup, have a, ca- a cachet of guns and equipment. And when the shit goes bad, you know you can go there. Right. He doesn't do that. It's yeah. all locked in this one place, which I'm not saying I have a primary place because he did, uh, he did a decent job. But uh, when I have a, a backup place, sure. if you had to. In that situation, for sure, because he can, he's got years and years that he's been, what, has he been there three years? At least, yeah. I think, I think he so. said something about three years. So he's been there for three years. He's He clearly does work every day. He goes out and, you know, does his housekeeping, does searches room house to house, apartment to apartment, builds traps, this, that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Build straps because so that's that's the point of the movie. Um, spend a few weeks making an alternative compound. Exactly. It, there's no reason not to in this situation. You got nobody to fight for it. Nobody's going to say no. You can't have this place. Yeah, go find another place that's a couple <coughs> blocks away where you can hopefully you know go in during the day, sweep it out, so to speak. Make sure it's. And then just lock it down the way you do the one you have. Make the thing locked down. Do your ammonia everywhere so there's no scent. And then just have a plan to be able to regress to that point while maybe covering your tracks along the way. I don't know. Maybe. You don't even have to. I mean, if, if say, uh, let's say hypothetically, <clears throat> I was about to say, the vampires attack your compound. You, you don't have a, a vehicle stashed? Because all you oh, have yeah. to do is, if you get in a vehicle and drive around until sunlight, I mean, they all seem to follow the Vespire, and based off what we're about to see, it looks like they all came to play, mm-hmm. like they're all one group or pack, like, I don't know, family. But anyway, they're all together, so if you drive away from them, they're fast, but they're not that fast. Right. If you can go 30 and maintain 30, they can, they're can. not going to catch you. Yeah, and he can, whatever, clear a route. Have clear a, a route. Have a route that's cleared up, and yeah. If nothing else, you know, set a, another trap where you have like a uh, bus or something. Like you go through, you hit a hit a switch stop thing, whatever those railroad things are, and a bus kind of slides into place to slow them down if they're on your tail. But probably not. You're right. You get in a car and you take off, and your other compound is, you know, ten city blocks away. By the time you get there, you're going to have long left them. In the- Even if it's a long, long way, as long as you're not having to double back and come and head back towards them, they're never going to catch you. Right. Yeah, just go. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and your vehicle could be like, remember that game Spy Hunter? Instead of an oil slick, ammonia slick. <laughs> yeah. And they won't be able to smell you. It's funny because I was kind of thinking of that, some sort of ammonia dump there to you go, go over your path. But that's even better. Just have <clears throat> it come straight out of the vehicle. Yeah. Huh. So then, <clears throat> shockingly... Vampires attacked the compound. <laughs> um, he, now he, I will, he did have some forethought because we, <coughs> excuse me, earlier we had the metal shutters, mm-hmm. which he puts up. He's already got those down. He has lights outside that he kicks on that are UV lights to deter him. Yeah. That's a good one. And then he had planted explosives. Yeah. Which he, he, he had a great perimeter of defense set up. I'll give him that. It, he had a decent. Work. He had a decent 
He did have a decent perimeter, but it's a, it was a one and done. This better do it or I'm fucked. True. So he did. Well, it was it was two levels. It was I'll hit them with the lights, see if that will deter them with the UV lights. It doesn't. They just charge them and knock them down. Because uh, he, I think he hit it too late because they're already in full charge at that point. Maybe if he would have caught him a little sooner. Um, and then after the lights didn't work, he waited till they got to a certain point where they're all gathered into his kill box and his trap, and then he hit the explosives. But then, yeah, after that, nothing else. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. No, no gun turrets, no anything. Just I don't know. Yeah. No. Another another thing that he could easily do. You got nothing but time. Get a get a. Get a tripod, bolt it to the floor, find a 60 gun somewhere or, or a saw that's on a military vehicle, mount it and be ready to go. Mini gun. Oh, even better. Take it off of one of the door gunners. Yeah, the, well, they're not going to use right, it. Right, right. Hell, put that thing all the way up on <clears throat> the roof. That's what I'm talking about. Have a barrier around the roof Fuck like yeah. ramparts and, and just, yeah, nothing cooler than a mini gun. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and listen, the vampires might be tough. But A, bullet, kill him. We've yep. established that. And B, I don't care how many you got. You put a minigun into a pack of them, and they ain't coming out. Yeah, no. You just make sweeps and just mow them down, mow them down. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the hardest part will be, you know, having to reload. Oh, fuck, I got to reload again. I just fucking mount five of them and just walk down. There you go. Barrels need to cool on this one. I'm going to go to the next one and just start. Fuck yes. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, but he has explosives, and uh, ki- he kills a shitload with the explosives. I get that. But then he's they're stunned, and he he runs back into the house, and then the the Vespire's in there somehow. I didn't. Oh, there was a he runs upstairs, and one of the blinds, the metal blinds, was blown in, blown in, and there's some blood on it. So then he's he runs downstairs to grab his rifle or to look for him, or he's he's run all over the place. And uh, the Vespire attacks him, and he bites him, and then he throws it around with his teeth. With his teeth, pretty vicious. That was it. Was pretty vicious. Shit, it was very animalistic. Yeah, I'm glad they've been showing all movie how completely animalistic they are with no intelligence. And then uh, he throws around, and then uh, he's like, "Where's you know, where's your gun at?" You know, keeps it in an umbrella stand. That makes total sense. <laughs> That's where I keep my spare. That's what I'm AR. asking. Do you keep your AR in your umbrella stand? You look out. Yeah, is it going to rain today? No. Do I need an umbrella? Nope. Oh, nope. uh, ch- chance of vampires. Yep, grab the AR. <laughs> Sunny with the chance. Dark with the chance of vampires. That's right. Um. So then he chases away the vampire, and he misses him with all thirty fucking rounds again. Yeah, at a range of about anywhere from five to fifteen yards. I mean, your military or rifleman. <sighs> and here's my thing: he he empties the AR. He's right there up front by his umbrella stand. If you remember, he had an armoire right there, filled with weapons and ammo. Mm-hmm. Remember and when? Yeah, he, he grabs that shit as he's walking out the door. Yeah. How about you open up the fucking armoire? Grab, grab a magazine mag, and dump the empty. I yeah, listen. I know you're. A, I know you're a colonel. In the military, right. and you're in charge of medical shit. But obviously, you know enough about the weapon that you charged it. Not unless you just found it and said, uh, "Hope it works." <laughs> That's the thing. He did see. We never see him reload. He just he found so many ARs laying, or I guess they would be M4s. He found so many M4s laying around after the you know 
the chaos and the military and gets killed off and everything else that he just he just goes from M4 to M4. He never reloads. He doesn't know how to. <laughs> the, the most- and being a colonel, he doesn't realize that because they would say, all right, colonel, you got to qualify again here. And they just hand him a rifle and say, all right. Pop, pop, pop. He shoots it, and then he's like, all right, thanks, and he hands it back. And the instructor's gone. He didn't hit the target one fucking time. <laughs> but then they have, like, an alternative target that they reel in. Oh, good job. You got a 72. You qualified. Go back to your office. Go, go back to your important. They mean this. Go back to your important medical work, <laughs> Colonel. So he thinks M4 is just like or a one a one and done thing. Thirty rounds and they're garbage. <laughs> that that might be what it is. Because again, I'm pretty sure in basic they teach you how to push the little button on the side yeah. and the little magazine falls away. And then you just put the. It's not that right. hard. It's like if you've ever built with Legos, you can figure it out. Oh, this fits in there. It's. Well, my other thing is this. If okay, let's say he doesn't know how to reload. He had extra guns in the armoire. Yeah, grab, grab one of those. Gun. Grab another disposable M4. <laughs> <laughs> because transitioning is faster than reloading when you're in a firefight. So fine, transition. Yes. Yeah. If there. That's why he never carried spare mags because he. You, you would have thought he was scary. Oh, excuse me. Carried a spare AR in his back though. Yeah. Oh, or two or three. Or three. <laughs> They're too heavy. That's why he never did it. If there's a colonel out there listening to this, we're going to get beat up. But there's probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Um, hey, where was I? Uh, oh, so then uh, he goes upstairs, gunless. Uh, we see another vampire is ripping a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Hanging from the ceiling somehow. And now all of a sudden they can hang like Spider-Man. I don't know what he was doing. Where were his feet? I can understand he had a, his hand through the hole in the ceiling, like holding onto a, a, you know, a rafter. What were his feet on? Did he have on them the like ceiling. on a ceiling fan or something? I, I don't know. They were just he was just like hanging there, like some type like Spider-Man. of like Spider-Man. What the fuck? Yeah. And he's just systematically ripping out pieces of the of the roof. Basically, he's tearing out pieces of two by four, drywall, making a hole. Again, cheap New York construction. I mean, it seemed like a pretty quick rip. Yeah. Yeah, that he's just tearing a hole through this. There's no know. fucking, I don't know. You'd think a building like that would have a steel frame. That's what I it's mean. It's all brick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I've never built anything to that magnitude of one of those like and it was a, um, type of New York, you know, brownstones or whatever the hell you call that's, them. Yeah, it's a brownstone. That's exactly what it is. Those are I don't know. Maybe they are all wood, but it did seem pretty weak. I'm going to say this. I'm not telling anyone what to do, but if you're here for advice, God help you, but if you're here for advice, (laughs) apparently New York in the apocalypse is not the place to be only because of the cheap housing standards. Yep. Poor construction. You can jump through walls, AK, snake, Snake Plissken. You can rip holes easily in ceilings. Yeah. That's right. You take. There's a lot of stuff that came out of Escape from New York. We're like, what? Yes. So anyway, um, so then the uh, Fresh Prince uh, finds his pistol laying next to the bed, mm-hmm. which I wonder if he knows he's going to reload that. And then he kills the vampire, and then hundreds of others attack. Yeah, uh, second wave. Yeah. Then they run and hide in the lab. I guess that's his backup to get in the lab. No escape. One way in, one way out. Yep. Not one way in, one way out. I've got guns down here, and I'm going to fucking mow them down, a.k.a. funnel point, as they come in. Nope, just... Oh, it'd be a perfect funnel point. You just stack them right at the entrance. Yeah. With your minigun. 
Or your M60. Either anything, anything at this point. Put but, that in the corner but, and just, yeah, just kill them as they come in. He takes no guns with him. No. Nope. He doesn't have a stash of guns down there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. What the fuck is that? Preparedness. <clears throat> they make him look, see, this is us again tearing down the fine points of it. Because they make him look very prepared and capable to most people. But then we're looking at it going, what was he thinking? Well, to most people, because he puts shutters on the door, has a generator, he does non-ROM pull-ups with the shirt <laughs> off, um, and has a gun and an umbrella stand, they think he's prepared. Yeah. Just because you have a gun around, people are like, oh, he's prepared. Yeah. Whereas, really, preparedness, for our three listeners, preparedness is not having guns laid around. It's It's way more... Cerebral than that. It's thinking things out, planning, running yourself through scenarios. I guess this is my top tip: run yourself through scenarios in your head of what could happen. What what would happen if a, if a, a a group of ten people, you know, were marauders and they were to attack my house and in this way? How could I be prepared for that? Oh, okay. Well, I would do this, this, and this, and then switch to another scenario. Set your shit up that way. And him, he had pretty much one scenario to prepare for a massive attack from vampires that's his only scenario to prepare for and the only way he thought it out is oh, i'm gonna put a gun in this drawer gun in the umbrella stand and uh and i'm gonna run into my my lab that has gonna, no protection or weaponry i'm gonna put bombs up landmines uh, yeah, okay so and, I did bombs and, and i'm gonna shut lights. the windows i got explosives in the street i got my stop my uh lights i got a dr- pistol in a drawer yeah. I got a rifle and umbrella stand, and then I'm fucked. Right. There's more to it than that. You got to think. You have to think. I would, here's what I'll give him. Here's what I'll give him. If all of a sudden aliens drop from the sky, uh, I'm not prepared for you motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I'd be like, oh, fair yeah, enough. You, you got me. That you was, got me. I was completely. Vampires I'm prepared not, for. Not you guys, on the menu. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. Get, fair enough. Then he would be caught off but guard. But for years, this is all he's been dealing with. Right. So why are you caught off guard <clears throat> when it actually happens? I mean, here's the thing. Why prepare for a massive vampire attack? That's the only thing that you're preparing for if you're not fully, fully fucking prepared. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't do it half-ass. He just, and I don't know if it was just a matter of him, he just didn't believe that it would ever be at this magnitude. That's the only thing I can imagine is he... He only imagined that he, he was only uh, preparing for maybe, oh, what, maybe like 10 of them would find where I was. Not 300 of them coming in two waves. Maybe he just wasn't prepared for that magnitude. Because he does just think that they're mindless animals. Mm-hmm. And that they can't coordinate and have intelligent, strategic attacks the way they did. So, eh. But you wouldn't at least think that the explosion that killed the pack that was coming for you would not draw the attention of the others yeah that's a good point that's a very good point giant boom that deafened him and stunned him for a minute when it ring out across the entire city yeah. yeah anyway um yeah then they find out that the formula works mm-hmm. because we see the female is getting better mm-hmm. or less vampy um then the Fresh Prince tries to reason with the uh, mindless slash intelligent vampires. Because yeah. he goes in that little, I guess, locked 
freezer, not freezer, but like no, it's medical. Where, yeah, it's where he put the ones that <clears throat> that could possibly flip out and escape, so it would contain them. I think she was in there it was too. A, it was a containment room. Yeah, yeah. Because he would he would wheel her in and out. She was strapped down, but he'd wheel her in there and lock right. it up. So even if she got off the gurney, she couldn't just. Yeah, it's supposed to be able to hold one that mm-hmm. is that has escaped its its uh, restraints. Yes. So yeah. Containment so, room, I guess. Yeah, containment room. Right. Let's call it containment. Containment room, because um, they're they've made it in there and they're outside the containment room glass, and they're you know banging on the the glass and he's trying to reason with them, but they're mindless, yeah. intelligent. Now he's like talking to them. He thinks that they're mindless animals, and he's speaking in words to them. I mean, come on. Now, have, have do you have anything of what you would have done in this situation to get Vestpire to calm the fuck down? I'd have shown him his bitch. I'd have put that gun right on top. He didn't of have him. a gun. He had. I thought one of them had, he had a pistol. zero gun. She had a pistol. Well, she still. probably did because she's smarter than he is. Oh well, yeah, she's clearly smarter than he is. Then I would have said, "Give me your pistol," and I would have set that right on the head of his girlfriend vampire and said, "Just give him some hand motions since he thinks they're idiots. Back the fuck up. You know what's going to happen." See, here's the problem. That would have worked in Act 1 or 2, but for some reason, Act 3, the vampires have zero intelligence. <laughs> because as I'm here, the vampire charges to the front, and then he starts headbutting the shit yeah. out of the glass wall. Yeah. Why? Like running at full speed, skull forward, leading with his forehead into the glass. Right. I, yeah. With all of the metal things laying around in well, the Well, they, they take all this effort to build up, to build up, to build up, and then decide, nope, they're stupid. <laughs> Complete. Yep. And now they have been downgraded to exactly what he said they were the whole time. Yes. Mindless animals. Um, Basically mountain goats. Yeah. Yeah, ramming their head into things. But here we go. As he's ramming into the glass, the cracks of the glass form a butterfly. Remember that? They fucking do. Well, it looks kind of like a butterfly the way he hits it and the cracks come out. Uh, I mean, I knew the I know the significance of the butterfly with his daughter. Well, his daughter, yes, that's what you get to. His daughter says, "Daddy, butterflies, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then he sees the cracks, kind of look like a butterfly. And then he sees Anna's tramp stamp, which is a butterfly. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you drunk at this point? I probably was. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, it, it was pretty late in the movie. I'm sure by this point I was. I was probably. That's fine. Late. I just make sure you, you, you're following protocol, <laughs> per the usual. Yeah, it's pretty usual. Yeah. Um. He sees Anna's. I don't remember on her neck, but it was on a tramp stamp. And then, okay. and then he finds God, which. Oh, that fast. Huh? If I saw a butterfly on on her ass, I'd find some God too. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. But because she's talking about there's God, there's a plan, then he's all of a sudden, you're right, there's a plan, there's mm-hmm. God. Because they argue about this earlier. Right. So then he gives the antidote to Anna and the kid. They hide them in a little metal door room? I don't know what that was. I think it was like a some sort of old furnace or something. Man. So that, you know, like steel case. It looked furnace-y. With that you're right, heavy, it looked with furnace-y. that heavy door on it and stuff. He grabs a grenade. Which he, I guess he had that down there. Yeah, he has one. In the room where he hides or locks up the vampires. Right. In the containment room, he leaves one singular, highly polished, mind you, M67 grenade. Yes. 
which is just a basic fragmentation grenade. No. No, it's not. I just want to touch on that. No, it's not. Uh, maybe the polish is what made it. <laughs> if you polish it, it turns into mega high explosives. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> See, it looks like a regular standard frag grenade. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. But as you grabbed it and turned over, if you notice on the on the bottom, there was a little nuclear symbol. <laughs> it's like a mini nuke. It had to be. It's like a mini nuke. Nice. Handheld nuke. Because that's pretty much what it did. That's what? Holy shit. And then... Yeah. And then... Uh, and then the Vespire rams his head at the at the, <laughs> the glass. <laughs> the Fresh Prince jumps at the same time as the Vespire's last crash. Mm-hmm. And he breaks the glass. And they come together head-to-head, face-to-face. The pin's obviously already pulled. Yep. Can't feel if the spoon go. It doesn't really matter. And then the biggest fucking grenade blast ever. <laughs> in the history Like, in the of history grenades. of cheesy action movies where yeah. a grenade blows up a helicopter or a, a fucking battleship. This is p- perhaps the biggest explosion ever. I'm glad you noticed that as well. I was like, what the fuck? It's a nuclear... One, I noticed you didn't see the little nuke? frag grenade... Holy shit. Yeah, that was a fucking atom bomb grenade. So it basically blows up the entire building, more or less. Well, I guess not, because then she couldn't get out. But it, yeah, it completely fucking... And kills what? What are we going to estimate it at? At least 50, if not more, vampires that are all packed in that room in the bottom. Kills everyone. Obviously, because she's able to leave. Well, obviously, they're all packed in there. And Well, here's the thing. He tells her to hide there till daylight and then come out. Well, even if, let's say it killed half of them. Let's say there's 50 down there. And that bomb somehow kills 50 of them. Or 25 of them, sorry, half. Which is very impressive for a fucking frag grenade. Yeah. But they're packed in there. The frag, Maybe the shrapnel just, you know, they get a slight cut. And they're like, fuck, I'm dead. They drop over. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they're pushies like he is. What, why are the other 25 leaving? Yeah. It's like, dark oh, down that there. that sucks. Eh, let's take off. It's going to be daylight in 10 minutes. Let's, they, leave, let's leave this dark basement. They're down there like, well, let's see. Sam's dead. Check. That's the most important one. Yeah. That Prince guy, he's dead. I guess he was important, but he he's was dead. Semi-important. That, our, our boss really didn't like him, so whatever. I guess that's good. Um. All right. You guys want to get some lunch? You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> Breakfast, anyone? <laughs> Breakfast? You guys want to get back? Like are they going? Are they always going to a set location? They're always going back to the same place. I, I kind of thought that. I, I kind of think that that building that they were in, which was a large building, mm-hmm. it was a large kind of almost a had a factory. vault. Remember, had a vault. Oh, that's right. It didn't have a bank vault. But that doesn't mean there's a bank because yeah, not necessarily. You know what? It could have been a company, just a large factory, large company that has a vault with their money in it. That is a thing. Hell shit! I mean, I'm, I mean, it's just it could have been a fucking mob building. Yeah. Where they hid their shit in, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, absolutely. But it was a whichever, whatever the case, it was. It had lots of square feet in it. It was, it was huge. It had yep. big open rooms. Many of them could fit in there, and it seemed like they were. There was at least a lot of them congregated in there. Maybe not a couple hundred though. Well, no, not that many. Well, now there are several floors. Yeah, and he was just looking for the dog, and there could have been on different levels, different numbers of True. vampires. Um, and the boss was in that building. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, whatever. 
going on the fact that we've proven or I think we've shown that they actually do have a level of intelligence, the boss and his girlfriend probably live in a different section. Even if they don't, I'll say this. Animals and people are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So if that's established as your home, mm-hmm. you're going to go back. And let's be honest, when you have good memories, you're more likely to go back to, as in, even as an animal, as bad memories. And if you remember, if you feel comfortable to stand around in a vault, circle jerking it, I mean, <laughs> that's a place you're going to want to go back to. You, you know, are, it's comfy. Yeah. That's, that's home. You know? Yeah, you definitely feel it. Listen, I, in the middle of the street, I know it's an apocalypse going around, but I don't feel comfortable standing around circle jerking there. No. I mean, but the vault, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So go back to where what you know. Exactly. I think they do go back to the same place. But anyway, so the, the nuclear grenade obviously just blows up all 50-plus of them. Here's, them all. here's another good point. This movie could have gone a completely different direction if Fresh Prince had any fucking brains. So he sets the trap. He catches the girl. The Vespire sticks his head out, gets the sun on him, screams. No, 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 no. If he doesn't shoot him, he goes back in. You're sitting there like, fuck, this building is just filled with vampires. <laughs> and they can't come out at night or during the day. day. I wish there was something I could do to kill... Th- all of them. All of them. Once. Is they're contained in this mm. box. If I only had explosives. A nuclear grenade or something. <laughs> Just toss one of those fuckers in there and it take the whole city block's gone. He he rigged up explosives around his house. Exactly. So obviously he has a little bit of knowledge of C4 or whatever he used. Yep. Dynamite. Something. I'm assuming C4 because it's modern military. military. Yeah. You can't find. You're telling me you didn't have a wad of that stuff? Arm it up. Set it, roll it in there, drive away, and when the building comes down, whatever survives, survives, what doesn't, uh, fuck you, you know. Or just plant the shit around the, you know, the foundation of the outside. That's true, and just bring it down. Okay, so you have to, you have to take away your, like, perimeter explosives to go do this until you can find, or if he has more in stock. He should have more let's if he's got Let's just say he doesn't. Okay. Let, let's say the only explosive he has, he has in those cars around his around his house to set up his trap. But if you're going to kill all of them at once, it's worth dismantling your trap, using those explosives, blow up this building, collapse on itself, kill hundreds of these vampires, at least a large portion of the vampire population in the city, all in one shot. Because I'm pretty sure those are the ones that came to his house at the end anyway. So, you know, preemptive strike. Uh, we know the, ve- we know the Vespires there at the end. Because he is the main. He, we had to identify the main bad, a bad guy, the main bad sure. guy. The rest are just like zombies, faceless, mindless. Yeah, They're not mindless soldiers, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So he could have been a little practical. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, so then. Uh, we show uh, Anne and the kid apparently survive because mm-hmm. they're driving in the country. They find a big metal wall with a door in the middle of the road. It's a bad place yeah, to build a wall. Right in the middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, we're just driving along. And like, I, I just want to drive through, guys. Yeah, I'm just I don't want to. Trying to get to Maine. I don't want to stop in Vermont. I want to go to Maine. Why yeah. can you can move? I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the door opens. They show it's a colony. Yeah. They're safe. Um, it pans away and it shows like there's the, yeah. the metal wall like is like hundreds of miles wide. Yeah, it's big. It's it's it's. And then Anna says some shit about the Fresh Prince, the legend and stupid his shit. And was, I don't know. His the, the end. Blah, blah, the blah. end. I didn't yeah, care. Cares. It's, I mean, 
at that point, I was like, okay, whatever. I was pretty burnt out and drunk at that point. So I wasn't drunk, but I was pretty burnt out. Yeah, burnt out on the movie. You know, I remember hearing that uh, initially that the third act, as they put it, kind of fizzles. Yeah. And I'm, and now I understand. Now I get it. Yeah. I kind of got it in the first place, but then we yeah. started But rolling. we weren't so analytical about movies back yeah. then. The last time I watched this, we didn't do this. So no, no. Now that we do this, so yeah, I'm watching it going, yeah. That makes no sense. It's weak. So. Um, disaster or enemy strengths. Um, they are very strong, apparently. Strong, fast, uh, resilient to pain. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Strong, fast, resilient to pain. That's uh, hang off a roof. Yeah. Ceiling like Spider Man. Right. They're bitey. They're bitey. They strong jaws. Yeah, pick people up off the ground and sling them around with their jaws. That's that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think of the neck muscles you got to have to swing them around yeah. like that. I mean, let's be honest. He's a good 200 pounds, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Of so- yes, ladies, of solid muscle and probably a big black cock. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of weight for a neck. I don't care how mutant strung you are to fling back yeah, and forth like an animal. Like a pit bull. He was just flinging them around. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. And then weaknesses, um, sunlight slash UV light, obviously is a big one. They yeah. can't. It, they'll die. Right. They're they're susceptible to penetrating wounds, bullets, knives, or other kind of penetrations. <laughs> but you know, seriously, bullets, I gotta stop calling it that because <laughs> bullets, bullets, and knives, knives, explosives, yeah, explosives. Um, I'm assuming they could drown, just like normal people. Huh. Interesting. Well, they got they breathe air. He knocks a few of them off of that that pier, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What if they can swim? Mm. If not. Well, if you knock one off and he starts taking off, he's like, I used to be Michael, Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit, that was Mike Phelps. That's Mike Phelps. <laughs> um, I think that's it for weaknesses. Yeah. And then uh, we got our survival basics, air, water, food, shelter, three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Um, the air is contaminated. Because yeah. it's an airborne disease. Yeah, it goes airborne. That's what kind of kicks off the mass chaos. It was bloodborne before, then it goes airborne, and then it starts spreading at an exponential And rate. I don't know if I, we hit on this earlier, but they bring up the fact that um, animals are not affected by the disease. It, airborne. Airborne, right. But bloodborne they are. Right. That's right. why Sam doesn't turn until yeah, she gets bit. Yeah, he says that to Sam. He's like... You can still get bit. You can still get it if you get bit. Right. I can't. But I can't remember if. Yeah, we said that or not. But uh, so here's the thing: the air is contaminated. But if everyone drops dead around you and you don't turn into a vampire, you're good. Yeah. I mean, I'm being serious. That sounds kind of silly, but it's airborne. But if you don't die or turn into a vampire, you're one of the six million that are immune and are not going to turn into evil. Creature. Or what if you just stayed holed up long enough for everyone who is actually breathing this into the air dies off? I mean, it has to, even if it is airborne, it has to settle at some point where it's not floating around. Airborne is, it's coming out of your, your respiration and you're carrying it and you're you're expiring it out of you know your respiration into the air. That's what's airborne. Right. But it I doesn't wonder just if the, stay floating around. No. So but, if everybody dies, you're holed up. You come out two years later, and it's like crickets outside. Can you come out and be okay? If you live in a rural a rural area, there's not anybody around. I think, excuse me, you'd be okay. However, if you encounter any vampires, 
and you get in the vicinity mm. of a lot of them. Okay, then they're going to be. They could be expelling the disease yeah. still. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But now hold on, clearly have it. If you live in a remote cabin in the woods, and you continue to live in a remote cabin in the woods, and you don't see I any think, vampires. You don't see any vampires. Right. I think you'd be okay. Yeah. Now my only concern is, do animals? Well, no, they don't get it, so they wouldn't carry. They it. don't get it airborne. Yeah, that's they a good have bit. to be bit. So you might be able to, and I wonder, it's airborne if you, like you said, if you have a bunker, and you hold yourself up, not whore yourself up, hold yourself up, but you only came out with a respirator, a gas mask, whatever, you might potentially hmm. be able to survive. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of the few airborne ones we had, we've had, which yeah. is interesting. Usually it's not airborne, but this one... My only thing is, is good, you would have to be questions. pretty, you'd be pretty paranoid, like to to hole up pretty quick, because if five point whatever million or billion died, it happened pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you'd have to really be. But if you're living in the woods by yourself anyway, you might not even know. You might see something on the telly. Yeah, and you're like, "Fuck, that's that's a hundred miles away. I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna stay here." Yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, if you, you are, um, uh, if you are infected, but you're not affected, if you're in the area where you can, uh, get infected by it and you don't die or turn into a vampire, you're good. Airwise water, nothing wrong with the water. I mean, no, no. I mean, if those fish were swimming, but, well, that wasn't really like, what was that recirculated water? I don't know. I bet you it is. I bet you it was. Yeah. But it probably isn't now. Right. Because everything's turned off. Hmm. So I'm guessing they are dead fish now that you, now that we think about yeah. it. And the fact that he doesn't catch anything. And the fact, is he feeding them? Hmm. I don't know. So water, yeah, water seems to be fine. Yeah. And he was drinking mostly bottled water anyway. So you're going to have that. Well, and then food. Food's fine. It's got to find it. You're not in competition. Okay, you're yeah. not for the canned food and the prepackaged food. That, like at a grocery store, you're not in competition with anyone for the food. Right. So you live in a city that's. I oh, we've already covered this, and I'm too stupid to go back and remember. But ten million people. It's in New York. Let's say mm. those ten million people drop dead quickly. You're one person. You're there is no way you can eat through all that food. Exactly. You could live forever. Yeah, and the only food that you were quote unquote, I guess I should, I was trying, to, I'm trying to say, that in competition with is like the deer, the yeah. fresh stuff, right? Because the vampires want that also. Yes, but if you know, if you can catch one, great. But if you can't, like he was all that canned food. Yeah. The only problem is, I mean, can you? Does the expiration date even on the like heavily processed and? packaged stuff that's supposed to last a long time does the expiration date on that stuff going to outlive you it can't yeah well no like MREs I, and stuff I don't know well MREs you're talking 25 years I think in a cool dry mm-hmm. environment okay that'd, work. that'd get you a long way and he was growing his own corn so if he hopefully was a little bit more diverse with that and grew some more vegetables than just corn he could 
So that's you're supplementing your your diet right there. You're to the point that you're really just needing protein at that point. Yeah. And I mean, you can get protein in other ways than meat. If he could find some chickens, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the city, mm-hmm. but if he came across some chickens, build a little coop for your chickens, and you've got eggs, and kill one every once in a while to eat the chicken protein if you want to. Which that's another like apocalypse tip of mine. Chickens are a great uh, harvesting animal to have. Just build a little coop, and if you have a little bit of property, you know, an acre even, put it towards the backside of the acre because they do kind of stink. Build yourself a nice coop. He could have made. You know what he could have done? Because he's in the, those brownstones, which are back to back to back, they're right mm-hmm. next to each other. Gone three houses over. Yeah, cleaned it out, made it. They could run around in. Yeah, in the, just make it a big chicken coop. It yeah. stink like hell, but hey, whatever. Fuck it. They go back to their little nest. That's where they lay their eggs. You collect their eggs. You have egg protein all the time because they usually lay more eggs than you can eat. And uh, you want a chicken every once in a while? Kill a chicken and eat it. Well, they'll eventually stop laying eggs. So if you can pay attention to who's not laying eggs anymore, yep. kill that one. It's not doing you any good. Yeah. So, feed, you have to feed them. Find them they're, they're, they're easy. Chickens are easy to maintain. Right. They, I'm just saying. As long they as don't as you, eat a whole lot. I'm sure he finds bags of chicken feed somewhere. Um, now, all right. I, I, I have to argue with you on just a little bit. In New York City, mm-hmm. you think he's going to find bags of chicken feed? Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm seriously T- wondering. Typically, you're right. I see where you're going. But there's there's enough crazy fucking people in cities that someone is going to have chickens. Therefore, there's going to be some level of demand for there's it. There's going to be pet shops. Right. Guaranteed. Pet shops. And he can go find pet food. Bird seed, even. If you oh, just give true. them something that's to true. eat. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. But I'm just talking about like a, you know, you you don't a bag think of chicken a, feed. Yeah, right. And there could be. <laughs> you don't think there of that could in the be. City. But there's so many people in the city. You know that there's somebody that there's. A percentage of people in New York City are like, I have to have chickens. I'm going to keep them on my rooftop. I have to have chickens. <laughs> you know for a fact, and we do not condone this, we do not condone this, that there's a legal cockfighting ring somewhere in New York right now. Yeah. So they're going to have to have chicken feed. There you go. That's a good point. So I can guarantee that that's happening for sure. Uh, shelter. Apparently a brownstone with some metal shutters and explosives is not enough. No. No. So uh, even if he would have fortified his basement, I just thought of this. Even if he would have fortified his basement to where they couldn't get down there, mm-hmm. that could have been his point of regress slash bunker. Yeah, sure. They get into the house part. They'd have dug through the, the They the tear floors. it up. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some guy would have just started digging and biting until they got through the floors. Right. But otherwise, you could he could have seriously just heavily fortified the, the basement aspect of it. They're not going to come underground and in through cinder block walls. Just make sure the top of it is, you know, taken care of and put a big steel door or hatch maybe. I don't know. Something to that effect. And then you can actually run down there. I remember he had like a key code to get in. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing. I don't know, but I'm going to guess that this is a military the military put this in for him. Oh yeah, you're probably am I, right. Am I correct? You're probably right. Before he, before anything even happened, he had his own home lab. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, for whatever reason, he didn't. It wasn't like the Mega Man where he just he made one. You know, he this is his home lab. Yeah, so I'm assuming the military put it in. So why they wouldn't? Can I get a fortified door? 
Can yeah, I get not you know, just a wooden door. Why? Well, you know, and the roof, can I, or the ceiling, can I get it like fortified? Yeah. So yeah, can you why? put some metal plating down and then flooring on top of it so it's they can't just come right through the floor? Why, Doctor Neville, Colonel Neville? <laughs> mm, I got a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling something's gonna go to shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I am legend and all that stuff. But a bunker obviously would be. They're not getting in that door. If it's a heavy metal door, mm-hmm. there's no way from to dig through the the roof. Yep. Or the floor, you're, you're good. good. Even a building like that, if we'd done a little more fortification, I think he could have been all right. Yeah, and then once the sun comes up, they're going to have to bail. They can't stay in because that house is not made to be all dark where there's no sunlight coming in. I mean, maybe they could hide in the corners, and but well, with the shutters actually been kind of dark. But they fucked all that up, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. Weapons, all oh, our favorite. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good. Keep a fucking pistol on your side and extra magazines at all times for this one for this particular one the things i would have to add is what we've already spoke about have a fucking tack vest doesn't have to be ballistic just have a light tack vest that you can carry a couple extra ar mags and a couple extra pistol mags maybe some other shit like a tourniquet maybe some uh my doll for when your pussy hurts because you yeah, can't stand up and right, run right. from rabid zombie dog or vampire dogs. Whatever. Keep some supplies on you and definitely extra magazines. Just a light tech vest. And always have your pistol. In in this in this movie, extra mags have been very, very, very helpful. But if he would have just kept a pistol on his hip at all times, it would have in a lot of situations changed the movie. Yeah. Just one pistol. Yep. Fuck, fuck, if he would have taken a little snub nose thirty eight revolver and stuck it in his pants, yep. would have changed a few things about this movie. Yeah. Sam would still be alive. Yep. He could have maybe uh, exhibited his threat to the girlfriend of Vestpire and say, don't come in here or I'm going to put a bullet in her head. Yeah. But I can't do that because I don't have a pistol on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there would have been several situations that it would have changed things. I mean, hell, even if he would have carried like a, oh shit, what's what's worthless and old? Here we go. Uh, Nineteen eleven, maybe <laughs> something like that. Here we go. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I mean, low ammo count. You know, <laughs> fucking. If you're lucky, High it works. Power. If you're lucky, it works. It always so. works. It has for more than a hundred years. Mm. <laughs> if you say so. Mine always works. Um, well, you know, I'm just saying. You know, if you want eight plus one or. Something in polymer that's same stopping power, 13 plus one or, or more. You know, I'm just saying whatever. Same stopping power. You don't carry a 45. More stops. More stops. I will say here's another tip that I have for anybody out there that carries a 1911 because obviously there's, there is a uh, dichotomy here between us with our choice of pistol. I'm the 1911 guy. Um, and mine, mine eats everything. It's fine. I don't. It never malfunctions. It's everything. And the tip that I would give to any 1911 person out there that does have any issues: polish your ramp. It's super simple. Just get a Dremel. Listen. A little bit of semi-chrome. I'm I don't care what you do with things. your ramp. No, no, no. I don't care how you polish your ramp. That's your business. My ramp is nice and polished. It looks like a mirror, and it eats everything. Keep a, make sure you keep it oiled a little bit and polish the ramp. And I'm hollow points. Never had a problem. Never had a feed problem with it. I polished the ramp as soon as I got it, so I don't know how it would have performed before. I can't say that. I didn't like do a test with it. But I'm just saying with my with the polished ramp on mine, it's I don't have malfunction problems. But I know I will have to admit 
yes, sometimes feed problems are an issue with a 1911, especially with hollow points. Um, obviously, uh, I carry a Glock. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, when I got it, um, what I did to make sure that it, it ate everything and, 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 and worked is, um, nothing. Yeah. I fucking loaded it and shot it and it's worked ever since. Yeah. Well, that's my HK. Listen. That's my HK. I got nothing against the HK. And how many does that hold? (laughs) 12. Exactly. Plus one. Exactly. I know. You're wondering why I don't carry it. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm saying. For, I, hey, you're not going to get an argument from me that 45 <laughs> is a bad round. It is a good round. Yeah. It is a great stopping round. I carry the HK sometimes. Just, just saying. saying. Just saying. What I need to do is get a compact HK 45 because I have the like full-size HK 45 tactical with the threaded extender. It's the things that it's a boat anchor, man. Yeah, I agree. It's a big Because I carried big. it for years. I did. And <clears> it's a boat anchor, so... Does it have the same mags, interchangeable, kind of like the Glock? Uh, as far the as H&K different compact. sizes? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if you can put the full-size mags in that. Hmm. I would imagine you can. You would think so. Yeah. Like You think about it, every modern firearm company is, is <laughs> doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I see the smirk when you say <laughs> modern. <laughs> I'm just saying. It just, it, it just involuntarily comes out of you. Modern. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like Glock, uh, and they had the, they're the first ones to do it. In all honesty, I can't remember anybody who did before that that they would make a different size pistol. Yeah, and the mag was you know, like yeah. a, a Glock 19 can use the 17 round mag. Technically, could use this 26 magazine. Yeah, even one just, that's longer. It well, just no, has to be longer than the handle. Of right. The you no, have. the 26 is smaller. Okay. You could, in theory, if you were to chop your grip down the 26 will work is what i'm saying because they build them all to work but like say you get a glock 26 which is the baby one you could use the 19 the 17 any of the magazines will feed in there and shoot so and then smith and wesson does that with the mmp line Um, i would imagine hk does it because it's really just a matter of keeping the the uh, magazine release point mm -hmm. at the same distance from the breech down you know, as long as that distance is the same, it's always going to catch right there. It doesn't matter how long or how short it is. It's always going to catch in the same place. And that's what Glock did. That's yeah. why theirs is like that. Well, and then when it gets – and they, if the pistol's designed the exact same so that when the magazine's seated, that the the lip is just right so that the round that's is – But I would – H- listen, all honesty, H&K is a, you know, a higher-end pistol for good reason. Yeah. They're well-constructed. So it would shock me if they didn't do that. Yeah, that's a good question, though. Maybe one day when I come off of it and buy a compact, I'll definitely test that. I mean, it's up to you. Welcome to the 21st century. Um, (laughs) Miscellaneous? Anything that... uh, Lights for this one. UV lights is a good thing to have. Even carry like a... uh, Like she had some sort of handheld UV light thing. That's a a fucking great item to have. Yeah. that's probably it for miscellaneous. I like that. You know what? He should have carried some type of impact weapon. I'm going to throw that out there. And yeah. kind of going back and forth. Like, he never hit that folding knife, but he didn't carry like a... Yeah, that's true. Something. Hmm. You know what? I'm asking too much. He didn't even carry a pistol on his hip. So yeah, exactly. I'm going too far into it. Um, uh, rate, 1 to 10. As far as them becoming vampires, I don't know. But... For a virus like this, 
I, I really like the baseline of the story with, with how it happened. The fact that, you know, modern medical science is coming up with a cure for cancer, which in turn, you know, there's always an opposite, equal and opposite reaction. It, it ends up being a much more deadly and uh, violent, whatever you want to call a virus that causes a pandemic and kills most of the population. That's that's great. That's very interesting. It's almost like don't fuck with things too much, okay? Yes, we all want to care for cancer. I'm not saying that. But be careful what you mess with with nature because it obviously can go south. That part's cool. S- that aspect of it, yeah, fuck. I mean, let's be realistic. That's high. That's like an eight or a nine for a mega virus like that to kill wipe us out. But to turn a portion of the population into vampires... I don't know. A I will say lower. that I'd put that at a five. When Nanny, when Nanny McPhee was talking, <laughs> they were they were were they changing cancer or were they changing the genetic makeup of people? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there potential that you they could create something that you know what I'm saying? Like genetically. Right. Would modify the people that have it and change them into something else. Okay, I don't know. I see your point. I, I like the way they're treating it is not by attacking the cancer; it's by the person who has the cancer altering their genetic makeup. Is that how she explains it? I didn't really catch that, but I, if that's, it was very scientificy. Super interesting smart. to take the actual human that has it and change their genetic makeup to be better equipped to fight it mm-hmm. but then by doing that changing their genetic makeup look what came from it and when we say vampires they weren't the traditional vampire like garlic and crosses and fangs and fangs blood, and if you stuck and them blah, blah, blah. in if you, you know like buffy if you stab them in the heart with a stake to turn to dust or anything like that they weren't like that no they're so more I'm, like zompires actually they are they yeah. are but you know they just the vampires because it's v Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Lazy. Don't. Okay. Then let's change. Don't. uh, Don't. They're vambies. Vambies. Keep it a V. They're vambies. Vambies. Yeah, vambies. Because they still want to eat flesh to stay alive. Yes. So that's more on the zombie end of it. But they can't do the sunlight. They can't do any of that stuff. So that and and they're not. You know. Well, they're definitely not zombies because then they could go outside and do it. Even they're fast zombies. Like twenty eight days, they, they, they can go out in the sunlight and run around. They're right. Just... Yeah, and they still have like a level of intelligence. They're not maybe depending on part of the movie. Yeah, depending on which act you're in. But yeah, I, again, I'm with you. Like an eight or nine, that a virus could be created either intentionally or unintentionally. You know, like you said, someone trying to make things better mm-hmm. could even potentially fuck it up, and it turns into some super virus that kills people. And if they are, if I'm, I could be misremembering. I think that's a word nowadays. Um, if you're altering people's genetic code, it's possible that they could okay. mutate, mutate into something. All right, I'll make it just a flat eight then, with that definite possibility. If you're trying to change their genetic makeup to fight the to fight a different disease, then yeah, okay, I could see that becoming a whole other subpopulation of whatever it is, vampires or yeah, vampires. So, an eight. Yeah. All right. I agree. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Well, um, until next time, which will be, you know, another six months. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be sooner <laughs> this time. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get something out a little sooner next time. Yeah, w. Definitely. Moving on a little W. 
But um, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.